Hello beautiful and welcome to Pure Happy Healthy. This is a podcast all about mindfulness in different fields that are dear to my heart. Join me for Mindful Me sessions, Mindful Model, Mindful Mensch and Mindful Master and dive in to beautiful conversations. Hi and welcome to another Mindful Me session. That means that I will have a solo episode today and I will do a Q&A from all the questions that I got about myself and about life. And there are such interesting questions and I'm really, really excited to speak about all of these different topics with you today. But before we get started, I would like to announce that I have a profile on Patreon now. If you have never heard about Patreon, here a little explanation. It is a platform where um, all kind of creative people can put up content or create content that can be seen by their community. And you can become a community member in for many different people and support the people that you would like to see the content from, from uh, with a few euros each week or each month. Each person has a different... Um, yeah plan where you can choose and i also have a plan in there where you can become part of this community and support me with only five euro a month which is literally just a coffee once a month and you can support with this my work as being a podcaster so if you love that podcast and I really hope you do because I'm doing this with all my heart you there's such a simple way of supporting me um, and you get so much good extra content there I have 22 questions which I'm asking all my podcast guests these are very yeah very inspirational questions so be excited what they uh, answer to these questions and you can only find that on my patreon if you become a member there and i will also post short solo episodes on many different topics there and i'm thinking about even doing guided meditations in the future there so Become a Patreon member now and support me with my work as a podcaster. And if you don't want to do that, you can still support me if you write me a written review on Apple. This really, really opens my heart and makes, you, makes me love you even more. So with that being said, um, yeah, let's get started with the Q&A with the solo episode for today. Wow, what a rhyme. <laughs> so the first question is, if for 24 hours you could be and do whatever you want, what would it be? And that is such a difficult question because I would love to look in the mind of so many people dead and alive. Um, I was shortly thinking about Oprah um, and then I was thinking about Donald Trump <laughs> just to be able to understand a person like this maybe a little bit more. Um, but then I don't also don't want to waste uh, 24 hours <laughs> in such a brain. So I thought that I would want to be um, into Tony Robbins' brain for 
a day for 24 hours that would be amazing i don't know if you're familiar with tony robbins but he's the guru basically of personal development and um, he is very inspirational and a very interesting personality and i would love to look in his brain for or be in his brain for 24 hours and then also the good thing about it is that he's a man and i would love to be in the body of a man for yeah some time just to experience how it feels to have a um, male body and also maybe to have sex in a with a male body and how the world feels in a male body because um, from my earlier conversations which you can also hear in previous episodes with non-binary or trans people um, the trans people tell that with the hormone therapy in for the transitioning they really felt a different in terms of how it feels to be um, a biological man or a biological woman and also from non-binary people I've heard that when they're very much in their um, feminine side or in their masculine side, it feels very different. So I would, I'm very curious to experience the ma uh, the the world in a, a male body. Um, yeah, so Tony Robbins is the answer. The next question is, how did you get started with hypnotherapy? Um, I actually had a hypnotherapy session for myself and it was mind-blowing. It Just with one session, it changed so many things in my life and it improved so many things, the negative beliefs that I had about myself and therefore it was eye-opening to me what's possible with that technique. And then I did two more and both of them were also really successful in terms of my personal growth. So I thought that I had never really heard about anyone doing hypnosis before. So my idea was that I want to bring that to more people because it's such a powerful tool in order to yeah, solve limiting beliefs and grow faster and further in such a short amount of time it's really a shortcut in personal development um, so I wanted to make it my mission to help people um, yeah get the same progress as I was experiencing and so I decided to uh, offer or, or like become a hypnotherapy uh, coach as well and yeah then I did the the training for it and it's so beautiful I'm so fulfilled doing it every single day and still 100% convinced that it is such an amazing tool for personal development would you ever considering dating someone seriously who is not on the path of their spiritual awakening or their awakening I do think when we project something outside that we attract people who fit into what we're sending outside. So I think from all that I am and all that I show um, who I am as a person and for the signals that I'm sending out, I would only attract people who are in a certain way at least spiritually or awakened or at least on the path of it or at least interested in it and I think we're subconsciously drawing people around us who are similar in a way and we also feel attracted to people who are in a bit similar to us at least in certain ways 
so I think I wouldn't even attract people into my life that are completely against kind of awakening or against spiritual awakening or given that I would meet these people I would probably not fall in love with someone like this so I think the chance of even starting to date someone like this is very low I think I can imagine that when when you're already in a relationship and then one person starts their spiritual awakening or starts to go on their path of awakening whatever that means to that person and the other one really doesn't then that can be quite challenging but I also think that when we become or start to become the best version of ourselves in all aspects of our life we do not need to convince other people to do the same because we're leading as an example when other people see how much tuned in you are with yourself and how content and fulfilled you are then they want to know automatically what have you done to get there or you serve as an inspiration and you serve as an example for them so I think in the case of the couple where maybe one partner is very much aligned to themselves and very much in the in the path of their growth I think the other partner will see what advantages and how good the other person will feel and will hopefully get an inspiration from that and also go on that path and if the other person doesn't go on that path and really neglects the other person for awakening I think then that's not a good match right and I think it's also okay to separate from people who really don't want to walk the same path for, than you do because in the long run that won't be a prosperous relationship or that won't bring growth to both of the people so, so I think first of all you attract what you send out so if you look for an awakened person and if you are awakened by yourself you will attract that into your life and then lead as a good example the next question is what was the biggest compromise you had to make and was it worth it uh, the biggest compromise at least from my recent past was leaving Australia and coming back to Berlin because of the uh, whole pandemic situation I didn't have a job anymore in Australia and I was uh, quarantined or at least um, isolated at the house by myself and it was quite strict and I didn't have a big very big um, social network yet because I've just arrived in Australia in December but actually my plan was to stay there much much longer and I really fell in love with the country and the people and I loved the life I had there I loved the climate and it was my plan to yeah just stay longer and I had really given up a, a bit my life in Berlin before and was really ready to not come back to Berlin actually so that was quite challenging to make the decision to actually go back to Berlin um, a place where I had uh, yeah, said goodbye to already um, with all my heart and my soul but 
in the end, it turned out that it was really the best decision that I could make because ever since I started coming back to Berlin, life feels like it just everything fell into place in terms of my new career path, which I'm going now with the hypnotherapy and the coaching, which I will start shortly. Um, and also with the people I met here, the new people I met and who are so inspiring and just yeah, give me so much um, love and support and my general lifestyle, which I'm leading here now and the city as a whole, where I came to love the city in a, or view the city in a complete different angle. angle. So it has brought so many advantages for me coming back, even though it was quite a big yeah, decision and a, and a compromise for me to leave Australia, the place where I planned to stay quite a while and which I really fell in love with. But I'm certain that when the time is right again, I will come back to Australia for shorter or longer time. I don't know yet, but um, yeah, Australia is still, I have like a big part of my heart there, but I think the heart can be in a lot of different places. So it's also in Berlin at the moment and with the people uh, I'm with here in Berlin. So yeah, that's as much as for this. Um, the next question is, what is the connection for you between rave culture and pure happy healthy? <laughs> and I had to smile with that question and I love this question. Probably many people have, uh, of you have already um, asked yourself this, how I can be such a crazy techno raver at, <laughs> at night and at the weekends and how I can live the pure happy healthy life at the same time. And I think the rave culture is so much more than just techno, first of all, and just going to clubs and taking drugs. Um, for me, rave, the rave culture is really a sense of community and a community where everyone is welcome and where there's, yeah, there's no bad energies. There's Everyone can just be and dress and behave like they want. And I feel it's very, very inclusive. And it's very um, much driven also by the LGBTQ plus community, which I find very welcoming as well and very inspirational and very creative. And I feel the rave culture generally is very creative as well in terms of people's jobs. Like mostly I connect with a lot of very creative, um, but also very spiritual people in the raving culture. And also the style, the style of people is just amazing. I feel it's so creative and everyone expresses themselves in such a creative and beautiful way, which I obviously, if you know me a little bit, maybe from Instagram as well, love to do as well. Um, and then coming to the music, um, I feel the music has something very calming. And now you probably think I'm crazy, but it is such a steady beat that reminds me always of very um, like drum music or very tribal music and has very something very soothing. And also it's, I think we as humans love beats that seem very natural. And I think it reminds me of the heartbeat of people as well, because it's a very steady, very fast beat and always just that repetitive beat. So I think it reminds us of the heartbeat and 
when we're in the warm womb, I think, warm womb, yeah, whatever it's called, you know, like uh, in our mother's um, belly, <laughs> um, we can hear the heartbeat of our mothers. And I think techno, therefore, is so soothing and so calming because it has that very natural sounds of it, that heartbeat-like sound that we as humans have been knowing for, for forever since we exist and also therefore the music, all the ancient music and the tribal music is that repetitive sound of drums that is very similar to techno. Um, so I think it, when dancing to that kind of music for a really long time, it has something very spiritual, at least for me, and something very meditative. And I get into a state of mind that is, yeah, like, like trance and like meditation. And it feels, I feel very aligned and very pure in my body when I'm dancing really long time to techno. And it just makes me feel like I am 100% myself and I'm, really aligned with my body and my soul and the music and the community around me and as, at least in the club culture where I go um, I feel like I can 100% be myself and I can 100% do whatever I want to do at these places so there's that unlimited freedom that beautiful freedom of yeah just being who I want to be so I feel the most pure when I'm dancing to techno, actually. So this is actually one uh, yeah, reason why I called this podcast or my brand pure. And obviously um, dancing and being with beautiful people makes me really happy as well. And uh, on the health part, um, some people obviously celebrate in a not healthy way. Um, but I always get called the wellness rapper because I want to even when I'm in a club for a really long time, I want to take really good care of my body. And I always brought fruit and uh, lunch and veggies and nuts and changing outfits and creams and vitamins and stuff like this. So I always take good care of myself so I can enjoy the raving in the best possible way. So yeah, I'm a pure, happy, healthy raver. <laughs> The next question is, how do you overcome obstacles in your life and pursue your unconventional, unconventional lifestyle? My two favorite quotes where I had to think of when I read that question is, everything happens for a reason and this too shall pass. So every time I have obstacles in my life and I really get frustrated or I even fear or panic, I tell myself, Everything happens for a reason. And this basically means that everything uh, which is around you now and the point you are standing at at the moment and even the bad things, they all happen for a reason. And maybe you don't know yet at this moment why they have happened to you and you feel like a victim of the circumstances or a victim in your life. But everything just happens for you. Everything happens so you can grow and you can learn or you can get things straight and right in your life. And sometimes this mindset can feel quite challenging if something in your eyes really bad happens. Let's say someone uh, who dies, uh, someone in your 
closer circle dies, obviously this is very painful and you ask yourself, how can I see the good in that or how can I think that this happens for a reason? And trust me, I've been at this moment because my dad passed away eight years ago and um, back at that moment it was so challenging for me and it was not an easy time. But now I can see that everything happens for a reason because I would have not been the person I am now and I would have not learned so incredibly much and I have not would have not connected to the people I'm connected to now um, and be that strong person, that strong woman I am now if that wouldn't have happened. That doesn't say that it's not sad that this happens and I miss my dad every single day but it happened for a reason because life happens for a reason and all the things are a gift to you so you can learn and grow on the path and if you see it like this you see obstacles not as much as um, something bad that happens to you but as something that is given to you so you can learn and you can grow from it and that doesn't only make life so much easier and more fun but it also helps you move through all these different times and yeah it's such like a such much more uplifting view on life and then the sentence this sh too shall pass just adds on to that if you are in a difficult situation then just remember that nothing is permanent also not the bad moments in life they're also not permanent and you know like when you're in a bad moment you always tend to think that you will never get out of this again you will never be happy again nothing will ever be good again or how can you get out of the situation but then remember again that you had such happy times that came after that and at this moment you would, wouldn't know yet that these good times would come again but then it's time to remember yourself this too shall pass the good moments will come again um, if you're in a hard time and it's just a matter of moving through this and then how do I pursue my unconventional lifestyle you know I just do it I just don't care what other people think of me because it's my life and it's my very valuable short time on this planet that I want to live the way I want to live without making any sacrifices for other people because in the end it's about making yourself happy and whatever that is for you if it's if other people see that as unconventional that is not my problem that if other people don't agree on how I live because it's my life and I have to live with the decisions I make I have to live with my life and no one else has to live my life so it's about making myself happy and not making everyone around me happy because then you're forgetting yourself and the whole thing. And having seen someone die who was very close to me, um, my dad, made me just realize so much more that we can worship every single day, every single year on this planet that we got given. And I want to make this fun, you know. I don't want to make this mm, yeah, it's so serious or make this adapt to other people. I want to live my purpose here on earth and that can be so different for every single one of us so for me I just 
don't care what other people think about me because it's my life and as long as I am happy with my decisions and as long as I'm aligned with myself and my purpose and what I do here all in respect of people around me obviously and uh, nature and everything else um, then yeah that's my decision and uh, yeah I can just tell you my life has never been better And it becomes better and better every single day the more I step into being who I really am and stepping into my full power. So I hope I could inspire you to just walk your path now, even if it's unconventional and even if people around you don't agree, just do it anyways because only you can know what's making you happy. The next question is, how do you deal with criticism? Ooh, yeah, I mean, modeling uh, <laughs> gives you a lot of criticism on your look and uh, that was tough in the beginning and I've talked a, a lot on other, um, on other episodes about this, but it also made me incredibly strong. It made me so strong that, um, yeah, I just know who I am now and I just don't care what other people think about my... Um, appearance for example anymore or about my lifestyle um, going back to the last question because as long as you're aligned with yourself criticism cannot hurt you of course if it's constructive criticism um, which can bring me further on my growth journey this is beautiful and then um, sometimes it's very valuable to get criticism from the outside, but it always depends on the form of criticism. And I think a lot of criticism, um, especially talking about social media, is just not something to get close to your heart and engage with a lot because there will always be haters, you know? Like there will always be haters for, for how you look, what you do and um, who you are. So if you listen to every single one of us, you will never get out of the bad feelings. So just stay to yourself, stay true to yourself and just love yourself. You know, when you love yourself and you stay to who you are, the criticism cannot hurt you anymore. And it actually says more about the person who criticizes you with what they criticize you than it says about you. So if someone is saying something bad to you it just means that the person has an issue with something you're doing because they're not aligned with whatever it is and there maybe they might be jealous or um, you might be triggering them in something but it's usually the problem of the other person and not your problem so yeah keeping that in mind criticism is not as hard anymore if you could go anywhere right now on the world where would that be that would definitely be bali i fell in love with bali ever since the first time i came there bali is such a beautiful energetic place and now my brother lives on bali so i would love to see my brother again i haven't seen him in a very long time because of the pandemic and australia and now he's on bali so um yeah i would love to see my brother again and would love to spend some time on Bali feeling all the good energies that are there connecting with amazing people there and the food is mostly vegan or vegetarian and it's all plant-based and just so delicious and yeah I can 
just say that Bali is one of my favorite places on earth and I cannot wait until we can travel again so I can go to Bali and spend some time there. The next question is, have you ever done a past life regression and who do you think you were in a past life? <clears throat> so I haven't done officially a past life regression, but I am pretty certain on who I was in one of my past lives. I um, think I was a trans woman or a gay man because I have that feeling and I feel very connected to people of the LGBTQ plus community, even though I officially do not belong myself in this, in this category, but I feel so connected and it hurts me so incredibly much when I see discrimination against this group or when I see uh, films about it or um, yeah, the pain that some people are experiencing just because of their sexuality or their bi uh, biological or their gender. Um, so I do believe that this was a very big topic in my past life. And when I think about it, I also have somehow have the feeling I was, um, yeah, um, maybe even killed because of this. Or it, it feels very painful thinking about this. And it's one of my life goals to create uh, shelters for people all around the world uh, for the LGBTQ plus community where people um, can just go and um, find peace and find shelter from um, yeah, people from the outside world because I've lived in, in Istanbul and there it's a highly stigmatized community and it broke my heart to see what happens there and what kind of discrimination still happens there so um, yeah this is one of my goals and I also want to do this in the memory of a very good gay friend in Istanbul who just passed away uh, the past year which was very painful for me so also for his memory I would love to open up a shelter also in Istanbul so yeah stay tuned on this life goal. I hope I can make this work at one point in the future. The next question is, uh, what was your craziest travel story? <laughs> uh, that's a difficult one because all my travel stories are crazy. I think when you are friends with me, you must be prepared to have some crazy stories with me um, because I attract uh, crazy stories and craziness sometimes in a good way, I would say, though. Otherwise, life gets boring, you know, and I just said it's about making life fun. So, yeah, I think I attract this. But I think one of the craziest stories, I have a lot to tell. Maybe I'm making a single episode about this, uh, this whole topic once more. Um, one of my experiences was uh, when I was um, traveling by myself in uh, middle, middle America and I was in Costa Rica and I had a flight to catch back to Germany. So obviously, you know, it's a big flight that you shouldn't miss. And I was pretty on time um, and taking a bus to the airport, but there was an accident on the highway, supposedly somewhere, and there was such a massive traffic jam on the way to the airport that nothing went anymore, not 
a single car could move, nothing was moving and we didn't move for like an hour or so in the bus and I started to get panicked because I knew that even if we would start moving again now I would maybe be really really late for that flight and I really didn't want to miss that flight obviously. So I was already thinking of all kinds of solutions on how I could still get to the airport because this was really the single road there and we were completely blocked with that bus. Nothing went not in front and not behind and not to the sides. But then I saw that there was motorcyclists still going around the buses and still moving forward in between all the cars. So I just took the decision to just get all my stuff and jump out of the bus and I would just run to the um, to a traffic light where obviously the nothing was going anymore but the um, cyclists had to wait there or were, were waiting there at least and I just <laughs> asked one of the guys with a motorcycle I was just like sorry can you please take me to the airport I can also pay you but I just need to get to the airport as fast as possible and I couldn't even see his face because he wore a helmet and he just said in Spanish he's like yeah of course just jump on so I jumped on with a massive backpack with two big bags and I held them at the side while um, trying to hold on to that guy who I had never seen. And he was like, how much time do you have? And I was like, uh, maybe 15 minutes. And he's like, oh, okay, that's short time. So he started to race in between the cars, just like going in curves and curves all around the cars, in between the cars. And then a massive thunderstorm hit, so the rain was bawling down. I couldn't see anything anymore. I started to get completely wet. All my stuff got wet. The The guy was wet. Everything was just wet. We couldn't see anything anymore. And I just hide behind the guy without even seeing where we were going. And uh, yeah, we eventually made it seriously to the airport we made it and I was just running inside to catch my flight but um, it turned out that probably <laughs> most of the plane had missed their flight because of that whole thing because I was almost the only one in the plane um, yeah which was kind of luxurious but I think probably not many people just got the idea to jump to some uh, crazy driver on the back seat and yeah, oh, by the way, I paid him all the leftover money I had. And I think that was a good deal for both of us. So yeah, that's uh, my craziest travel story. But I have many, many more. And maybe I'm sharing this on my Patreon. Um, that's actually a good idea. I think I might do that. So yeah, check out my Patreon. Become a member for just five euro a month. This is basically one coffee so you can support me so much with this to continue to create good content okay my dears i'm sending you so much love and i'm very excited to speak to you next week mm -hmm.